Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. All righty, welcome to another edition of After Hours with Defoe and Luby. No Defoe today, just Luby. Today we crack. I don't know if we're going to crack, but we dive into one of the bigger issues in the world at large. It's funny, we talk about this a lot in sports, but it's still an issue around the world as people are mistreated for color and culture and beliefs and religion and sexual orientation. But it seems to continue to rear its ugly head in the world of sports here on American soil. And today we're going to talk about the diversity and issue in sports with the one and only Jeanette Brown, DEI Thought Leader and President of Excellence and Presence Communications. Good morning, good afternoon. Jeanette, how you doing? Good morning. Thank you. I'm doing well, thanks. So it's funny, well, you and I were just joking, joking sort of off here, and it's not a joke, but uh, the idea of diversity in sports is something I would love to go away, but it seems to be evergreen, and those in the digital world know this is a topic that anytime you can just put it out there, it's generic, quote-unquote, uh, and it seems like we can discuss this topic any day of the week, any time of the year right now when it comes to sports and the world at large. Uh, you are sitting, setting out to try and uh, affect change and work on things as a president of excellence and president's communication. What are you specifically trying to do? And I definitely want to talk about the, the NFL and what's going on there. But you specifically, what, what it's impressive the things you've done and the things you're working on and trying to do. Sure. So um, specifically in sports, I've worked in sports PR the first eight to eight years of my career. So I worked with a ton of athletes and across NHL, NFL, um, you know, MLB, all of the categories. And it, it was a great experience. And I, I learned a lot kind of working close uh, close up with, with um, athletes. And I think today as it relates to sports business, it's really important to diversify not only sports business, but the sports, but also uh, all businesses. And I think that the topic keeps coming up because there's definitely some work to be done. And um, like you said, it's an evergreen topic. And uh, in my business, I am helping leaders, business leaders, executives diversify their campaigns, make sure that, you know, they're accounting for blind spots, which I think, you know, we, we all have. And uh, when creating any communications campaigns, diversifying their organizations, you're thinking about all perspectives and, you know, tapping the right people to assist you in doing so. Well, Janine, it's funny. I, I, being in my late 30s, you would think the term naive would not pounce when it comes to my thought of myself, but I'm born and raised in South Florida. So, uh, every culture, my high school literally had 400 different cultures. So, like, when I... First, I went to Tallahassee, went to FSU, and I saw racism in a very different light than, like, down here, my best friends were always black guys. Like, honestly, like, there was four black guys and me. And we would sort of joke about racism because we never really saw it. All of our, like, it was a joke. Like, our group, our friend group was, like, the United Nations. Like, everyone was a different background. And we, I just right, never right. thought of it that way, you know? So, coming out into the world, and also on top of that, I was really, I was surrounded by really strong women. My grandmother, my mother, like, were the quote-unquote, if not head, but heart of the household, my sister. Like, I had always been around different cultures and strong women. So I, when it came to sexism and racism, I was sort of deaf, dumb, and blind. Like, I had never really faced a lot of the things we're seeing in the world today. But when you see the allegations levied by women and by black men and black women and people of minorities, it, it sort of smacks you in the face that even though 2022 it feels like it's 1958, 
right? Like we're in this new world. <laughs> Women are working right. and running companies and owning companies and men of all colors and backgrounds are doing all these things. Yet the big white guy still seems to loom large. It's, I, I wonder, and I appreciate what you're doing and the fact that businesses are actually seeking you out. Thank goodness to try and set them straight. You yourself trying to get in the world of sports, which is still so male dominated as weird as that seems. Um, how, how, what did you, what backlash did you face? What, even if it was subtle and quiet behind the scenes, like, did you feel, you know, sort of pushback when it came to you growing up and growing in this industry? So I, so in sports specifically, I did, thank you for that question though, because I, I do think that they, the things are subtle and it doesn't, if you don't realize what's happening in the moment, it's more of, oh, well, I need to just, you know, work a little harder or I need to do something differently. And that person has more experience than I do. And I think in, in retrospect, what I did witness was just, you know, being picked over because of. You know, other folks were selected for positions or opportunities that I wasn't for reasons that had nothing to do with my skill set. Um, I'm, I can't jump into the, the 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 heads of the people who made the decisions, but I had I have had a great career and great opportunities, and but I do know that there are, there are a lot of inconsistencies along the way, and I think the higher up the food chain you get into any corporation. You start to see who the leaders, what the leaders look like, and and who sits around the table to make decisions about a company, and who uh, shapes the culture of an organization. And those, that's where you realize that there's there there's some inconsistencies, and that trickles down into what the culture and the makeup of the company looks like or an organization. So, I you know I necessarily call something out specifically but i know that i've had 22 years of experience and i've held a lot of executive positions but getting there took a lot longer than some of the folks who uh who came up after me and um or who i worked alongside who were different of different race and and sex than i was this is after hours with defund lobby here on the believe podcast network we're talking with Jeanette brown president excellence and Presence Communications, a DEI thought leader, and literally actively companies use her expertise to try and get away from some of the missteps we're seeing. Uh, leagues like the NFL mired in, it seems like, yearly now. Uh, we are I, we do our shows out of South Florida, Jeanette, and uh, so the Brian Flores, Stephen Ross NFL uh, debacle, honestly, is firmly entrenched down here as someone who actually, and I want to ask you this because we've beat this sort of to the ground, this topic, but I, to me, and I've, ta- I've talked with a lot of different people about, because to me, it's not just the, the surface discussion, because that's what people do, right? On these networks, we just talk about the topic and then we move on and we forget. I think that's a load of garbage. Like to me, systemic racism is a thing. I don't care how many white people want to disregard that. It's a thing. Um, it's right. how do we work on the systems? Because maybe the owners are not being blatantly racist. Maybe they, they don't want to not hire black people, but this idea of, well, they hire who they're comfortable with. That is racism. <laughs> like, whatever you want to call it, that's what it is. Um, what would you, you, you work with companies to try and get out or avoid issues. What do you think some of the solutions the NFL could come up with possibly to avoid this lack of minorities in ownership, management, and coaching positions. Because, again, we're now at two, I guess, and a half uh, African-American coaches. I think there's like three or four 
and a half minorities out of 32 coaches, head coaches in right. the NFL league that's 75, 77% African-American, like as someone who goes out there and tries to solve these problems, what would you suggest if the NFL was like, listen, Jeanette, we're sick of doing this. We want to actually get this right. The ruin rule is not working. What are some of the things maybe you've thought of or you could think of to possibly help them? Because to me, it's not about just complaining. At some point, you want to solve the problem or at least try to. Right. You're, you're absolutely right, Mike. And I think that there isn't a one-size-fits-all approach. Oh, yeah, yeah. But I do think each, each organization should, you know, the statistics speak, speak for themselves. And I think when you look at the stats, you can also take an introspective look at a company, its values, and its organizational identity internally and externally and figure out, hey, you know, what can we be doing differently? I think it also requires interviewing stakeholders as well as uh, folks within the organization to get their opinions and external um, external folks just to see, like, how, what's the perception of the organization? What can we be doing better? And also realize that, you know, your desire to to continue to, um, you know, future-proof your business, your operations means that, you, means that you need to take an inclusive approach to developing your leadership teams, your workforce, and also tapping the folks who, uh, tapping the experts who can help you identify your blind spots. We all have them. Yep. You know, you mentioned living in Florida. I lived, grew up, born and raised in New York, Brooklyn, New York. It's it's a melt, you know, it's, New York City is a melting pot. My friends um, and colleagues are different colors, races, backgrounds, and we all get together and, um, you know, are like one big family when we unite. But I think there are other areas in business where, you know, the leadership looks the same, the folks who are making decisions look the same, and they come to the table with the same perspective. And I'm actually interested in what you do because it seems, again, like what smart businesses in this day and age, look, my wife is in digital marketing. She's in a very different world than me. They're very open-minded and liberal. And the employee comes first, not the dollar. And I've been smacked in the face because I'm in the sports world. Wow, wow, like they care about people and they give you unlimited days and money to work out and, and they also have women and men. And it really, it seems like culture and background doesn't matter. And it's really cool to see that. And it seems like your business is the kind of thing, that company that goes and tries to help more businesses be that way, how receptive, well, first of all, actually, how blunt can you be? Because a lot of these business owners want to people to do, you know, the subtlety around them and just say yes. And it feels like that wouldn't work with what you're trying to do. Uh, how blunt can you or are you with these businesses? And also, how receptive are they to some of the things you offer up to them? So I am blunt. I am yeah. very blunt. Uh, but I think also... It's an uncomfortable, I make sure that all of my, the folks I work with and clients know that we're all going to be uncomfortable, that we need to get comfortable with being uncomfortable because it's a tough position for my team and I to be in, as well as for the, the folks on the receiving end, who at the end of the day, we become, you know, good friends and partners. It is a difficult process, so I'm not going to say that it's easy work at all. And, and a lot of what we do also includes helping to develop messaging. Sometimes, you know, you've worked with an organization and they've done so much in an area and they're like, oh, we, we're, you know, we're, we're operating above board or we're doing what we need to do. My job isn't to come in and call you out on it and, you know, you know embarrass you or make you feel more comfortable. Provide you with some, you know, history, some education on culture and different perspectives. So ultimately, when you post on social media or you write a press release or you create a program, you don't offend a group of people 
who maybe you just run into is what was happening on a cultural level, or you don't develop a, a campaign and use words that are triggering for an audience that you are actually trying to connect with that you thought that it was cool to, um, to use a particular phrase. And then when it comes to, you know, actually doing that and, um, and needing some counsel, I've worked on several crisis communications and realized that within the last five to 10 years, a lot more crisis communications have come from folks saying the wrong thing, businesses making the wrong decisions or putting ad campaigns out that just are, are honestly tone deaf. And, um, and that's not a good position to be in. So I'm not the person who walks into the room and says, hey, you've done all these things wrong. It's more of, we should look at this from a different perspective and hear all the great things that you are doing that you can demonstrate that you're in a, an evolution point or a moment where you can learn how to do something a bit differently and be happy that you are, um, you know, it's like happily share that you are doing things differently because you understand X, Y, and Z. So it's, um, it's definitely a, a difficult road. It's something that we, again, from an educator perspective, you're uncomfortable with. But it's also something that I think at the end of the day, you're able to be a better business person. Our last couple of things here with Jeanette Brown, president of, Ele- of Excellence and Presence Communications, DEI thought leader here on After Hours with Defoe and Luby. I, I want to leave with this because it's funny. I'm, I guess I'm, again, naive. Uh, I... <laughs> I'm, whatever radio show we do, I've done podcasts. I, it's funny people mock me because I try to, you know, be positive and talk about ways to change things instead of just arguing because that's what everyone wants to do nowadays. Yell! I don't mind yeah. different opinions, but why not we get somewhere? Why not we make the world quote unquote a better place? You know how strange is that? Um, I, I want to ask you as someone who's entrenched in this and sees these organizations and they're seeking you out, whether it's surface or sincere. How hopeful are you that things, look, I understand they've changed, quote unquote, in a sense since the 50s, in the 60s, in the 70s. But it feels like, again, like we still have so much more work to do. How hopeful are you that we will keep growing and keep moving forward? Because it feels like, again, a lot of people have thought in the last eight, six years, things sort of took a step backwards. How hopeful are you as someone who's firmly entrenched in these waters that we will keep growing and that there are enough people that want to change, that things will change? I am a firm believer that things will change, and I think it starts with education. I know that, you know, I I said the other day that I sit between the generation that was told to be seen and not heard, keep Mm -hmm. your nose down, and don't, you know, ruffle any feathers. And then on the other side of a generation that was told they have a voice and that they should have their voices heard. And I think that as we continue to evolve the lines of race, and um, gender and you know sexuality continue to become blurred, but there's also an openness and acceptance that comes along with the younger generations. And I think educating them about the nuances of culture and history so that it doesn't repeat itself is the best chance that we have at making a true change and impact. And you know, I think you know once the popular opinion becomes that you need to do things right, I think we're seeing that play out. On the uh, on a big stage now with uh, Brian Flores actually being offered a position. I didn't think that yeah. he would be um, receive a position, but I think you know brands are starting to and companies are starting to realize that they have to change um, because it's it's the way of the times, it's the future, and it's something that I do believe is going to take time, but it needs to be consistent, and we will get there. 
Jeanette, if people want to seek you out, just speak to you or actually enlist your services of excellence and presence communications, how can they do that? Where's the best way to find you? What's the best way to get in touch with you? So the best way to get in touch with me would be to contact me on LinkedIn. as Jeanette Brown on LinkedIn and my company is also on LinkedIn. Excellence and presence.com is the website as well. And, and folks can reach out to me um, there. Jeanette, thank you so much for your time for joining us here on After Hours with Defoe and Luby on the Believe Podcast Network. Uh, I was really, I really got a lot of the conversation and hopefully we get to talk to you again soon. Be well. Thank you so much. Thank you. Have a great day. You as well. That was Jeanette Brown. It's funny. Defoe's night here. <laughs> and I leave him out for this. I don't really leave him out. It's not that I leave out for this conversation, to be brutally honest. I mean, I, he can be involved. He's just not here th- today. But, uh... He's one of the guys that makes fun of me because I am hopeful for changes. And I think that whatever show I do, I'll t- I'm, I have no problem talking about these things. But I want to talk to people that are actually trying to change. Quentin Williams, a guy who's an attorney, an FBI, a former FBI agent, a social activist, author. Uh, he's done, was an executive in the NFL and the NBA. He's done a lot of things. He's literally a renaissance man, a good dude. And he is now works with different sporting, with sports organizations and police departments to train police to handle tough situations better. Instead of just bitching about so many lives lost, both blue and black and white and red and yellow, whatever the hell color we are or what our job is or where we are in society, whether you're a civilian getting taken down by a police officer or a police officer getting taken down by a civilian, we will, the last few years we've complained and bitched about this. Well, no, Q took action, wrote a pamphlet, and now actually goes out to different police departments. They receive him well and tries to train them as a guy who's not only African-American, but was also in law enforcement and how to de-escalate situations and avoid problems. I appreciate people. I'm all about talking about it, but I love those people like Jeanette that are going out there and trying to affect change. I guess I'm naive in the sense that I feel like the world can change. The world can be a better place. You know, like, I, I don't know if we'll ever achieve perfect equality or whatever perfect equality looks like, but I think it should be our goal to be better people and to grow and to have a world that's better for our children, our children's children, for people out there that we're not even related to because we're here. Why not leave the planet better than we found it? Not worse, not only in the actual earth itself, but the people on it. Again, people roll their eyes, Defoe himself, Makes fun of me for trying to, on a show, change the world. We're not going to change the world. I don't know what we're going to do, but you know what? Why can't we try? I think it's worth trying. And I, Jeanette, who's actually entrenched dealing with these people, she's hopeful, change. She didn't say can. She said will. And I think that's impressive because i just hoping it can change. She thinks it will. And I think that's amazing. And I appreciate Jeanette Brown. Again, you need to check her out. LinkedIn, Jeanette Brown, Excellence and Presence Communication on LinkedIn. This is After Hours with Diva and Luby on the Believe Podcast Network. You can check us out each and every day, 7 to 9 a.m. Eastern Time. The Defo Show with Luby on the Ion channel or just Google The Defo Show, D-E-F-O. Also, you can check out our South Florida local content on Five Reasons Sports Network. Ethan Scoop Skolnick putting us on there and we really appreciate that platform. And of course, each and every day with Another interesting conversation, sometimes thought-provoking, sometimes fun, sometimes both. Today, Jeanette Brown joined us. Always more to come here. After Hours with Defoe and Luby, 
on the Believe Podcast Network as Defoe loves to sign off saying, you gotta believe. Play the ponies in style at Champions, the outstanding simulcasting room at beautiful Hylia Park. Yes, the grand old lady of thoroughbred racing has never been more vibrant, and you can wager on the races from the top tracks around the country while enjoying a cocktail at the Brass Rail Bar or any of the fine food served throughout the facility. If poker is your game, you're covered in style, and you can play all your favorite Vegas-style games, including blackjack, craps, and roulette in Hylia Park's sizzling hot casino. Get a player's card when you walk through the door for all kinds of generous amenities, including our favorite, free play. When you come out to the ultimate casino and entertainment destination, Hylia Park. Recently, we realized it's not just hurricane season that can hurt us. Any time of year, things can happen to your home or business. And the insurance company can be your friend, but they also can be your enemy. Horizon Public Adjusters, Justina Testa, are here for you to help this process go so much easier. Before you call the insurance company, call Horizon Public Adjusters and Justina Testa at 954-809-8752. Would you go into court without an attorney? So why would you go up against an insurance company without Horizon Public Adjusters and Justina Testa? Seven to ten times more money recovered with a public adjuster than if you went on your own. If there's no recovery, there's no fee, give them a call at 954-809-8752. Why go up against insurance companies alone when you can have Horizon Public Adjusters and Justina Testa on your side? Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.